I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and we're watching Wolverine and the X-Men. Do you like it, Maddie? Do you like this show? I think it's pretty good. I think the show. I think it's pretty good too. Is yeah, pretty good. This show is also known as X Men Evolution Season Five. Actually, it's more like X Men Evolution Future. Yeah, that's kind of the it's vibe like I get. X Men Evolved. It's terrible. I hate myself. I don't. You shouldn't hate yourself. <laughs> okay, I love myself, and I love that idea. Me too. I love you, Maddie. Thank you. I love you too, Ryan. Let's get married. No thanks to that. <laughs> Back when we were young. of Wolverine and the X-Men that we're up to. This is actually the first time where some things are different. Like Lance, aka Avalanche, different character, different guy. Don't know why they did that, but he's a different guy. Well, sure. I mean, I guess, but he only has one line, so we don't really know who he and is. And he has an accent with that one line. Did you not notice that? No, I did notice that, but maybe he like hit his head and like <laughs> forgot who he was, Kermit the Frog style. Yeah. I listen, I just watched Muppets Take Manhattan. He gets right. amnesia and Kermit starts, he starts talking like this because I'm a marketing professional. And I was like, man, why did his voice change when he got hit? Because it's funny. I don't know. It's just it's just indicating that he's I like don't a different know. When, guy. When are we going to get like the Muppets play all the X-Men is my question. That's and a which great Muppet question. When are we going to get that? Everyone is wondering. Ex-Muppets. Anyway. Um, I guess Miss Piggy is Jean Grey. Marvel girl. Okay. Because then when she gets really angry, she goes Dark Phoenix style. <laughs> I don't know if Miss Piggy should be allowed to have that. <laughs> Please don't make Kirby Cyclops. Dear um, God. But he's the leader of the team. Like, I'm sorry, but Kermit is Cyclops. You asked, yeah, I mean, well, and I'm animals answering. Animals just Wolverine in the corner screaming and banging on drums. That okay, makes anyway, sense, we actually. Got to, what am I even saying now? Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this episode... You're right. Okay, so Avalanche is different, but I still pretended that it was Lance from Evolution. I and tried. The other- I did my best. And almost every other character largely works. Yeah. Wanda is interestingly not in this episode and has been replaced by a different character right. named Domino. But there is a moment in this later when they say that Toad's new. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the other piece that doesn't work. However, they're all acting like they've known him forever. And I was well, like... Well, that mm-hmm. was why I kind of reinterpreted that as being like they've only recently reformed and they didn't invite toad for a really long time and then they invited him back in i mean i know he looks a little different but yeah he has dreadlocks now which right mm, that is the kind of ill-informed style choice that toad from x-men evolution would have but he is still acting like toad from x-men evolution okay we have to do it previously on because we're already talking about the beginning of this okay so previously on the x-men and mutant ages we're watching wolverine and the x-men and we watched hindsight part one and 
Now we're on part what happened two. is that uh, yeah, <laughs> we're on part two. What happened is that the X Men X Mansion blew up. Professor Xavier and Jean Grey are missing. Mm-hmm. A bunch of children died, so the X Men <laughs> disbanded. Who cares? Yeah, a bunch of children we don't know died, uh, but all the important X Men still alive on the run. Sentinels are not quite yet a thing, even though they're in the opening credits. But the MRD is, and yes. it's like a mutant registration department. Where no mutant response division. Oh, sorry, I like you invented how I... something which made sense, but uh, that's not what it which is. is. I don't know which is more terrifying, honestly. Well, registration is not yet legal, so we're kind of watching the path to sentinels in this episode and right. in, the, in this show where like senator kelly he's officially a senator now in new york um he's he's gathering support for this mutant registration act that he wants to pass where he wants mutants to register their powers we already know that mutants are getting secretly rounded up and arrested kind of like ice style well we and we, we saw that in the last episode yep. when they these MRDs were suddenly arresting people that were helping mutants. And so Logan went to his boyfriend Beast and it's like he's like, Hey honey, we need to go and save these people that are not even mutants, but they're helping mutants and they're being imprisoned. And yeah. Beast is like, What in the holy fuck is happening? Yep. So then they go and free them and Logan's like, Tell everybody the X Men are coming back. And then it's just like Beast and Logan on dates together. <laughs> Yeah, it's just Beast and Logan because nobody else wants to rejoin the X-Men quite yet. But this episode right. is it's mostly a Brotherhood centric episode. But the B plot is Logan and Beast driving around re recruiting various or X-Men trying or to. trying and right. failing, which results in some funny yeah. scenes as well. And also in the previous episode, we found out via a billboard, which was a nice touch. Which that they Genosha include again exists. in this. Yes. Yeah. And Magneto is inviting people to come live on Genosha. That's right. That's how this episode begins, is we see yet another billboard for Genosha. It's like, okay, you need to remember this. Genosha, Magneto's there. He's inviting people there. Keep it in yeah, mind. And also, people don't even refer to mutants as human beings in this. They call them it. They're doing the William Stryker thing. Yep. from Not William Stryker. Oh, my God. Uh, Bolivar Trask thing from X-Men Days of Future Past, yep. which was not out yet. So they, you know, who said, who knows who came up with it first? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably in the comics as well, where right. it's like sort of dehumanizing the mutants is just sort of par for the course sure. for these people. But in this world, it's like being a mutant is just straight up like illegal. Yep. They don't even want people to be a mutant and if you are you're getting arrested or they're gonna try and kill you they have literally created these super cops who are swat team style they're driving tanks weapons around they really shouldn't have i mean it is really kind of frightening to the level that we're watching this video these videos now and these episodes and kind of remembering how 2020 went down mm-hmm. i mean not to say that hasn't hasn't stopped because it hasn't but it, i mean 2020 well was sort i of mean like, cops have been getting more and more swat gear since the 80s like since the war on drugs yeah but like i think i just think about like how insane things were for like most of 2020 for the black lives matter campaigns and mm-hmm. how and the protests and yeah just thinking about that i'm like I mean, we're just this is what it is. it's yeah, real it's... i mean this isn't the first time it's happened i'm referencing 2020 and like what's happening in current politics because it's so fresh and new but i mean it's been going on throughout every decade unfortunately yeah unless you're white and rich and a man i mean it doesn't happen to them <laughs> yeah then you can avoid everything right. which is actually also what this episode is about it is so i mean that's i think that's a gist of what you need to know from yeah. the last episode of this one mm-hmm. um and this episode like maddie said is opens with a close-up on magneto's face it's another billboard for genosha yeah which 
this is I I keep on thinking about how things are placed in this show like in terms of imagery mm-hmm. and it's really good right like I felt that like that with the last episode too and I t- made comments about it but this one is like a close up of Magneto's face it says come to Genosha and then this peaceful sign suddenly has these like cops flying by it. Cause it's on the highway and you see all these cops going by and the right. cops have towed in the back seat of their cruiser. Yeah. And I think it sets a very stark tone for this world where it's like, here's peace, but also like the cops are going to try and kill you. Like it's really fucked up. And yes, they have cut they towed in the back and toads doing like toad shit from X-Men evolution. He's like, Hey, what you think you're doing? Don't you know who I am? I'm going to spit on you. Yo, what's up? And I was like, oh my God, Joe. <laughs> I liked it though. He calls them the Popo. I mean, he's basically he does call them the Popo. reprising his same like gangster rap imagery from the 90s that he is now reprising. Except now he's got dreads, he which is, you know, a, a look <laughs> and a, for And toad. a little bandana. And he he is like spitting toad jizz all over the cops. And the co- it's like almost played for comedy for a second where the cops are sort of looking at each other like like Jesus fucking Christ. But then it stops being funny really quick because the cops see another cop car in front of them fly up into the air really fast while the cops inside are screaming and then it smashes <laughs> onto the ground. And then yeah, those cops die. Who who should we see but Toad's boyfriend, Fred Dukes, yep. saving him? And I know that Fred is supposed to be presented as this fat phobic trope where like, oh, he's so disgusting. But I refuse to see him that way. And I instead interpreted this entire scene as being insanely badass because if you look at what actually oh, I happens agree. In it. I agree. It is so badass. Like I, I agree. It's just they do the whole thing in the background where it's like, why is the ground shaking? Yeah. Oh, here comes Fred. He's so fat that all the cop cars are just falling over and people are falling down okay, because every rules. step he takes. <laughs> because he's like fucking destroying the cops. When he's when he's throwing the cops around, yeah. But like the whole part where they're like, he makes the ground shake because he's so fat. I know. I'm like, oh god. I don't like Make it. That stuff. But I did like him like casually leaning on the cop car and just destroying it by leaning on it. Like, I know the joke here is that he's fat. I just don't care about seeing that as an insult and i'm instead yeah, choosing same. to interpret it as the badassery that it is i just love that he's, well eventually he does start flipping the cars yeah. on, like he's picking them up and just starts bashing them against each other which is pretty cool i love that too and i made a note there where i said i i said after i made those comments about how this is super fat phobic i'm like i said although i do love him watching flip the cars around and kill people so that's great <laughs> that <part> is actually <laughs> awesome and then so he rips off the door and toad hops out and he's like i tried to tell him about and then's like laughing <laughs> and fred is like this is getting really old like i don't want to keep doing this for you which is valid like it is i valid. do feel like it's the same energy from x-men evolution those two it is except they're all adults now except also toad is still kind of a troublemaker and at this point fred is an adult and he's like we're out here trying to do like violent activism man like we're not just getting picked up by the cops every day that's not what we do as the brotherhood you know what i mean well, yeah i don't i don't really know i mean it's toad he just has his own agenda he really does but then who should else should appear? Quicksilver, Avalanche, and Domino. Domino. Domino is part of the Brotherhood in here. Okay, so Domino is typically not part of the Brotherhood, no. but it works for this show, so I'll take it. It does. It's fun. She's she's a little evil and fun. Well, I mean, Domino is a little evil and fun as a character. <laughs> she she's a is. fucking assassin. Like I, I know. So Lance uses his powers to like create this Lance. huge ravine. It's not Lance anymore. You're right. What am I saying? What is his name on this show? It's just Avalanche. They don't give him a name. 
or no it's probably what his name is in the comic books which i think is dominic is that his name dominic dominic that's it okay dominic or dominicos they they kind of change it a lot he's here and he he also is badass and pulls the lance here where he rips apart the ground and the cop cars fall into it yeah and then peter comes over puts his hand on his hip and he's like give senator kelly the message there's no stopping mutants and we're coming for him next <laughs> and i was like I'm glad that he's still Pietro from X Men Evolution. Also, I Except love that he's an adult twink now. He's he's got I he's got know. muscles. Hello, this concept of like Pietro ever being straight nope. in any incarnation of him, nope. including the comic books, Absolutely I've never not. bought it. He's not straight. He's like, I had sex with an alien girl, and now I'm a straight man, and we have a child together. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't know if I believe this, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he's. It doesn't matter. We don't even need to think about that here because he's so clearly gay here oh he is this scene reminds me of the other scene in x-men evolution where the brotherhood show up and trash mary kelly's campaign and i just yes i just interpreted this as this is x-men evolution future and they're still being like okay this bitch is still running yep. and now he's trying to run for a senator also we get to see what he looks like and he looks the same like they kept the same i mean he looks a little older they grade some of his hair but like he has pretty much the same look that he had in evolution oh, he does and he's holding up a newspaper because newspapers were still semi-relevant at this point in 2009 <laughs> yep um and he it says the brotherhood is now threatening him and now he's holding up the newspaper at a podium in front of a bunch of people he's like talking to his supporters the he the way he says it makes it sounds like senator kelly has a past history with the brotherhood yes. and I'm like, oh shit if he was like actually their principal back in the day of x-men evolution and then grew up yeah they all grew up and he's like nope they're still trying to kill me yeah uh i can't imagine why um <laughs> yeah and so he's lecturing his supporters and he's like am i scared yes as you should be because mutants are a danger to all of us despite the protection of these fine officers from the mrd because by the way he's surrounded by soldiers who have like machine guns and it's insane uh, yeah i this is a rally by the way yep. i don't even know or like of some sort of something mm -hmm. and then in the meanwhile <gasps> we get to see beautiful Warren Worthington we who do. again retains his look from X-Men Evolution he pretty does, much but he's a little older now and he's still like hanging out with fucking daddy Warren the second who's standing outside this nice car that Warren's in and he's like yeah. get out of the car Warren you're embarrassing me and then we see like hot 20 something Warren who's like isn't it enough he gets our money dad I have to cheer him on too and Warren's dad's like that man's a champion of the people and Warren dramatically is like some people not all of us. I'm gay, dad. I'm gay. I mean, as we find out later, his dad does know that. And I yes. actually buy. I, I think his dad, it's clear that his dad knows it here because he reacts with such disgust when Warren says that, that it's like, wow. I made a comment here where, where they animated Warren. So he is like beautiful. too. Yep. He's like so pretty. And mm -hmm. we're like, damn. But I also interpret this that. The reason why in X-Men Evolution that Warren was not contacting his parents in that one episode or responding is because his parents did not know he was a mutant yet. Yep. And now they know. And they're like, you can't fucking leave unless we're with you. Yeah. And also he's like somehow hiding his wings under the suit. I don't know I mean, how. that's the thing. In the, okay, it's probably what they do in the comic books where he just ties them up with some belt buckles and he's like, good enough. Let me put on this trench coat and say it's solar pads. Yeah, I got this from like the 80s surplus store. Yeah. So Senator Kelly is now saying he wants to register all mutants, mm -hmm. which is terrifying because 
that's actually kind of like happening in the real world again. I don't know. I don't. I can't believe that's fucking happening in real and life. And then he reveals this uh, sort of proto sentinel, which is shaped like a spider. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's a, it looks a spider. It looks like something that Mister Sinister would have, but instead, it's like being created by humans want, who want to kill every mutant ever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "This is a sentinel prowler." And then one of the MRDs like presses some buttons on a remote to turn on the spider. And Kelly's like, "Don't be alarmed. You're all quite safe." But that's because he doesn't imagine that a mutant would ever attend one of his rallies, except Rogue is secretly attending with a hoodie on. Right, she's got her hood up and everything. And this prowler sees her, and it's like. I spot a mutant and then it proceeds to stomp over everyone and Senator Kelly's like shut it down and the army guy's like I can't shut it down which is really terrifying to think about because it's like early sentinel fucked upness which is going to be a really important piece of this show because all the shit with Xavier in the future is about how the sentinels have taken over the earth I know uh, because they can't I mean even here they can't shut it down yeah because it's like hyper focused because it saw a mutant and there's no way for it to stop somehow so Rogue starts running and like people are screaming and running away because they have no idea why this sentinel's doing this which is actually good because it means the sentinels are going to be really unpopular at least for this one episode but we'll get to that later so rogue is running away from this fucking terrifying robot which the spider's stomping on a bunch of cars by the way which is really funny the way the robot moves though is so creepy it's like silent and it like glides like it's like it can't be stopped it's it's really creepy looking. It kind of looks like the things from Ghost in the Shell. And I'm forgetting what they're called, but they, they have a bunch of them. They're like these little spider robot things that are like cute and they have cute voices, except these are not cute. These want to kill you. Yeah, this is this is not cute at all. So she keeps running. She pushes a dumpster into it, which made me wonder if she has super strength. OK, but you have to we have to mention that like there's a moment here where Warren Sr. looks super shocked that this is happening. And Warren Jr., like our Warren, looks so bitchy and annoyed <laughs> him and i'm like i loved that little shot i loved it so much and warren senior is just like god fucking damn it like i can't believe my campaign for this senator is getting ruined and it's it's that's gonna be an important plot point as well yeah also rogue i don't think gets her super strength in this tv show but yeah i I guess she's just strong enough to push a dumpster on her own which is badass i feel like i think they were gonna do it in season two but that magical season two never happened of course so anyway, she gets cornered in an alleyway. The robot like shoots a bunch of rubble down in her path so she can't escape. She's about to fucking die. But then who should appear but Warren with his suit removed? And now he's wearing sexy Zentai suit and has his wings. And he's like yep. s- flying in front of the sun. So he has a halo. Carrying a rock. He's, he's got like a, a boulder, rock. which I don't know where he got that from. Me but okay. Either. He picks or- up a rock and throws <laughs> it at the robot and then rescues Rogue. And they fly away into the sunset. Yeah, they fly into the sky. And I was like, this is bringing me back to x-men evolution again yes where i'm like oh this is like they met remember yeah and i'm like oh we're used to doing this because this is how we met and i'm like huh this is i understand why so many people who watch this show now were like no this is we consider x-men evolution i get it i get it we're two episodes in it makes sense to me okay but then warren gets shot in the wing and he starts falling and beast leaps up and saves him and logan is suddenly there and then we see this really like long 10 minute shot of logan just tearing apart the robot with his claws screaming he's like "Ah, ah, ah," they're all just staring at him it's so funny and then warren just has a lie where he's like Wow, I'm glad to see that you're back together, Beast and Logan. Yeah. And Rogue's like, they're not. None of us are together, actually. And I'm like... <laughs> I 
love this scene, though. I love it. Uh, but I, okay, but the way that Warren says that line, he says, yes. I'm happy to see that you're back together. He doesn't specify who. I know. And Rogue's the one who screams, we're not. And yeah. I'm like, I think Warren just meant like Beast and Logan are dating yeah, again. Yeah, but I think Rogue also means that where she's like, no, my two dads are never together and they're not reliable and I fucking hate them still. <laughs> and Warren's like, okay, I wasn't talking about that but like, i mean we're about to we're about to have a scene about that which we can get to I but know. anyway so rogue okay, charges off rogue charges off also like logan walks by and he's like warren and warren goes logan which is so gay it's so bitchy okay it, like, this reads show as is like logan like slept with warren when he was still closeted and was like mad about it and warren's like i'm never coming out of the closet because my parents will cut me off if i come out and logan's like all right i can't fucking deal with this anymore and like left him <laughs> you know what i mean like it just reads like two x's or something I mean, logan in this is like mutant and proud so i'm not surprised he is and so is beast and beast confronts warren in this moment and he He's like, isn't it time you came back and like became an X-Men again? And Warren's like, I can't because like my dad is like financially supporting me and I'm actually donating a lot of money to to mutant causes. And I I'm just like really busy with that right now. And Beast is like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I think what it you know, I really do feel like Warren is scared yes, to some degree absolutely. which is unfortunate yeah which is very it's like a real experience especially for like a rich privileged beautiful boy like he is his dad is uh, funneling so much money into this anti-mutant campaign that yeah. he can't even imagine what will happen if like Warren's like, yeah, I don't support this at all. Yep. And his dad is like, well, I have so much money and power that I will kill you. Yeah. And also like f- spend all of the money that now I'm cutting you off from on people who will kill you with huge robots. Like that is terrifying. Spoiler alert for later on in the series. I don't remember how it happens, but there's like an event in which Warren loses his wings and his father is like responsible for making it ha- like he's like knocked unconscious or something I'm sure i don't i don't remember like how what happens it's been so long since i've seen this show mm-hmm. but i do remember there being some sort of scene where warren's knocked out or something and then later he wakes up in a hospital and his wings are gone and yep. his dad's like yeah i just got rid of those for you didn't they do that in the live action movies where they have that scene well where- they were going to and then his dad i don't remember if warren senior was this bad in the comic books i don't think he was i think this live was- action plus this show is kind of doing their own thing with that i mean i i don't know i think it's interesting yeah I was thinking about doing like a spotlight on him. Have we not done that? No, not. We, we've done one on Warren, but we've not done one on his dad. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, we did a Warren one. But like even in like Warren's history for that, there wasn't a whole lot of like backlash from his dad. But I don't hate it. I think this works. I think this is something that was more or less interjected from X-Men 3 that may or may not have come from like a panel in the comic books from forever ago. I mean, usually Warren is is hating himself and it's more about that. Yeah, and I but I don't. I don't hate this idea that his rich dad is ashamed of him. Yeah. I think it makes for a good story for the X-Men. It makes sense, especially for this time period right. where like it's the 2010s and, you know, we're talking Obama era where people are kind of dealing with the backlash to that and stuff like that. It right. makes sense to have like this sort of homophobic parent as the plot line. Right, exactly. So the MRDs are showing up. So Warren's like, I hear the MRDs, which it's my time to go because if they see me, it's going to get out that my dad has a mutant son and I can't let that happen. And Beast is like, why? <laughs> Beast is just kind of shrugging like, okay, fine, bye. Yeah, meanwhile, Logan's in the other alley with Rogue and he's like, all right, Rogue, you've got to come and join us again. And Rogue's like, you know what your problem is? You don't even know why I'm mad at you ever. In fact, you're never here. You're always leaving. And you know I can follow a leader who's not there. And Logan's like, 
God damn it, she's right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but then he doesn't actually change his behavior. Like, he says to Beast, he's like, no one's coming back if I'm in charge. And is like being really emo about it. But then like, the show's called Wolverine and the X-Men and like people do come back. So I think it works out. They do, but like, I don't really know. So Logan's dramatically throwing a fit about how Rogue's mad at him and how Rogue's right. And Rogue's like running away being like, I'm free of him now, but I'm secretly hoping he follows me. And it's like, that's like a whole thing that's happening. Yeah. Meanwhile, Senator Kelly goes over to Worthington Sr., Mr. Warren Sr. Yeah. I just call him Warren Sr. It's getting very confusing on this show. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, Warren Sr. Right. And so Senator Kelly is like, this is really bad. We can't have people back down for the Registration Act. This scene is really fucked up, by the way. I know, but it's it makes sense, though. Yeah. Warren Sr. is like, listen. Shut down the mutant power Aller program, and Senator Kelly's like, "Why would we do that right now? We need to show them that these prowlers can protect them." And he's like, "Well, if the prowlers aren't active, and we know the Brotherhood's going to attack because they're fucking a bunch of idiots and we hate them, <laughs> then we can focus on them. It will show everybody that we need the prowlers because we didn't have them active." And Senator Kelly's like, "Oh, so we want the Brotherhood to attack us yep. so we can show people that we need to register mutants and also have robots that can kill them." Yep. And Warren's like, "Yep." And they like kind of like nod and jerk each other off a little bit. It's fucked up. <laughs> it is fucked up, but it's also like very clever. Where basically Warren Senior is like, "All you have to do is focus on the most extreme versions of mutants and drum up all of the fear of them." And like, don't yeah. focus on it, on the fact that it could just attack an innocent woman who's just standing there. Don't focus on that at all. Just bring the focus back to the brotherhood because they're too extreme. And it's like, that is exactly right. how politics works now. And it sucks. I mean, it, it's super fucked up. And what's even more fucked up, the, oh, this show is very complicated in a way that I don't. I love it so far, though. I think, again, this is like why the show failed. I think I, I keep on saying like these X-Men shows eventually get shut down. And I think it's for the reason, same reasons every time where. It's emotionally very deep. Yep. The politics and storylines are like far too complicated for children to understand. So far to the left also. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. So and I, think, I think what's going to change, honestly, is that X-Men 97 is probably going to bring it around and be like, we know our target audience is not children anymore. So like, let's work with that. Yeah. And it works if they do it that way. So, but this show is so complicated because we have this scene going on between Senator Kelly and Warren Worthington and then the Brotherhood like manages to manipulate them on top of that and the X-Men and it's really which is so complicated and impressive like there's a twist for a cartoon that does this in 20 minutes yeah yeah there's like a twist every other corner I there's mean, we're just multiple twisting twists around. that I did not guess in this episode like at all it's like somebody <laughs> just picked up the plot of X-Men and it's like this plot is bop it and sometimes you bop it sometimes you swing it Smack sometimes it. you twist it sometimes you slap it in the butt and that's how you make it go yeah it's exactly like bop it great analogy oh my X-Men god is bop it everyone That's you heard so it here true. on the mutant ages <laughs> so anyway speaking of bop it toad's bopping around in the alleys <laughs> and he sneaks up behind rogue he's like hey sugar you're super hot also i'm not gay and you should like give me all your money and rogue's like yeah i'm not doing that yeah and she grabs his tongue with her hand and like zaps him which is a very funny scene because then she gets a long tongue and then her tongue rolls out she's like oh (laughs) and then the whole brotherhood walks over and we get a dramatic commercial break and when it comes back 
Rogue dramatically throws off her trench coat to reveal, which I, this is really funny, by the way. She throws off her trench coat to reveal that she's wearing another coat underneath it. I'm I like, know. Rogue, what, how many layers do you think you need, honey? Yeah. Like, she's wearing her little brown leather jacket over her <laughs> Sentai suit. It's, it's cute. It's a good look. I've seen a lot of people cosplay this version of Rogue, and it's very good. Oh, yeah, I love it too. I mean, we've always liked the version of Rogue that has the Zentai suit and the little brown jacket. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And then also, there's this whole scene where all the boys are like, Rogue, you got to come back. You got to join us. And Domino's like, can you all like walk away for a second? Let me talk to her because like us gay women can talk to each other better than apparently any of you can. So yeah. And also Domino is like kind of flirty with Rogue in certain ways in this episode where she's like, let me just take the lead and like maybe kind of pressure you into becoming Domino's one of those characters in the comic books that I've always been like, this woman is like super disaster bisexual. No, I don't think she's just gay because I think she does. I think she is attracted to men. Like she's having some great sex with Colossus and Wolverine. I just mean gay in the colloquial sense. She's Yeah, I feel like she could also like hook up with like Boom Boom or whatever. I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, but like so she's like, boys, get out of here. I need to flirt with Rogue a little little bit and convince her that she is as far extreme leftist as all of us are and this scene is badass like god i love this show like ryan i'm so enjoying this show like politically i'm like this is the shit so like rogue is like we got nothing to talk about and domino's like sure we do i mean we're both gay rogue is like don't compare yourself to me you're a criminal and you're making it hard on all of us queers and domino's like it was hard long before we got involved we're not the ones who picked this fight rogue we're just standing up for ourselves and for those who can't fight back and rogue is like but terrorizing the city and domino's like by refusing to back down rogue don't you ever get tired of being bullied of being hated just because you're different and now they want us to register what's next locking us up it's time to stop being a victim we have to unite rogue you feel the same way i know you do which, uh, that was the gay line. I was like, okay. And Rogue is like, you're asking me to join you? And Domino's like, we're not the X-Men. We don't abandon our own. And if you doubt that, just look at Toad, which is honestly really funny. And there's like it this really little quick cutaway to Fred carefully rolling Toad's tongue up and putting it back <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> well, Emma Lynch looks so bored and annoyed, which is kind of like the vibe of Lance on I its know, evolution. but now it's Dominic. I'm going to have to get used to that. Yeah, Dominic and Domino. Whatever. So Domino's like, hang with us tonight, Rogue. We're just planning a little chat with Senator Kelly. Then you'll see how good it feels to get results, which like valid. I also was like, they're going to hang out at their house. Yeah, come, come over, hook up, sleep over if you like want, whatever. we vaginas together because that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's exactly anyway. how it works. Um, so then we get to go to Scott's shitty apartment. Okay, this is like really <laughs> funny because he's like sitting here in this apartment that he hasn't cleaned at all. Nope. And he's like dramatically watching the TV at Senator Kelly and he blasts it. He like just destroys the TV with his eyes. To which then I laugh so hard because Logan basically was like, "We need a leader," and I'm a bad leader. So Logan decides to break down the door, Cyclops' apartment. He doesn't even knock. He, doesn't. he just kicks it out. He kicks it down, and Logan walks in. He immediately starts walking around him. It's like is so catty, making fun. He's of just him? like he's like, "Oh look, it's Cyclops living in his shitty apartment." You thought this was a Ritz, didn't it? Well, you're just nothing without Jean Grey, aren't you? Oh. Oh my god i was like Logan, what are you doing i was like this is not it's like, why does like, logan and then at the end logan's like well i guess scott doesn't want to join the x-men it's like yeah you dumb idiot okay, like okay. why eventually cyclops blasts him out the door like he blasts him through the wall into the alleyway and i'm just like this is the first time in my entire life that it felt like logan has deserved that from cyclops <laughs> because like 
Why did Logan do that? He just like broke down the door and he's like, oh my God, what a dumbass. And I just like, Logan, why are you being so catty? What is like? It completely didn't work. I love it though, because it's like clearly the two of them still hate each other because of Gene. And also they've been hate fucking occasionally. And it's like, that is all part of the vibe here where then Logan has to go back to Hank and be like, Scott still hates me. And Hank is just like shaking his head. Like we both know how that conversation went down and it was stupid. Like you idiot. It's great. Also, I guess Cyclops is just good with living a with living with a giant hole in his wall. I don't know. Apparently, or he's just constantly switching apartments. Why did he destroy his television? Like I don't know. For fun. Where is he? Where I don't is know. he? Because they go back later in a different episode and he's just living there with the hole in the wall. And I'm like, what Oh really? That's hilarious, actually. I, I was like, what is going on? Anyway, meanwhile, the Brotherhood is outside of what I thought was going to be the X-Mansion at first, but it's actually Senator Kelly's mansion. And Quicksilver runs around and he comes out. He's like, nobody at home, but the Chinese food is good. Slurp. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. He stole some takeout from the kitchen. He's like, the kitchen's adorable. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Pietro. I don't know. And like Avalanche, he tells Avalanche to do his thing. And Rogue's like, no, we can't destroy their home. And which I do like this line that Domino has where she's like, Rogue. If the registration act passes, it will be our homes that get taken away. Mm-hmm. And Rogue's like, oh, solid point. Like, <laughs> I can't even argue that. <laughs> yeah. So they do destroy his house. And then they steal right. his Jeep, which is, this is how the Brotherhood gets the Jeep, I guess. I don't know. It's a different Jeep <laughs> yeah. from that one. Although I do like that Toad is sitting in the front seat. He's like, hey, check this out. Who wants to go for a little joyride? And Fred just walks over, rips the roof off, and turns it into a convertible. I and I was like, it. damn. <laughs> I really enjoyed Fred ripping off the roof. There's some moments with Fred that I'm like, like, again, I think I'm supposed to be disgusted by this character, but I love him, but I think he's the best. Okay, but also, like, I I feel like the Brotherhood has done really well in this show in the sense that in the past, the comics, even, like, sometimes the Brotherhood is presented as just, like, here's the bad mutants. Yeah. They're, like, creating havoc, but... In this show, they present them as, like, no, the Brotherhood are, like, extreme leftists that are going to literally like, like fight use violence to fight back as opposed to just doing the xavier thing and being like let's try talking to senator kelly oh well i guess it didn't work it works it works really well and yeah. so i love this and so it's like a reunion of x-men evolutions brotherhood right now as they're driving away mm-hmm. and quicksilver is like at a stoplight because he switches seats with rogue yeah he's like your turn he sees one of the mrd tanks pulling up he does say it like that too and like and like it pulls up next to them well i I don't know why the MRD doesn't spot them as mutants immediately because it's like they do. They roll down the window and Rogue is like, nobody do anything stupid. And Toad just immediately spits on the MRDs because he's like, they already know we're mutants. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah, I know. Like, what, whatever. And so the MRD starts chasing them. This is insane. Yep. Because this starts chasing them and it turns into like 12 tanks that are just chasing after them. I'm like, damn, are there just tanks on standby yeah. in this world? Which is fucked I up. I think so. They're like on every street corner. There's a tank that's like ready to kidnap a mutant if they see one. Yeah, but meanwhile, they're going through an alleyway and Avalanche collapses all the buildings onto the tanks. And I'm like, he just killed like so many people from those apartments and from those tanks. Okay, but then they try to fix that later by having the news broadcast in the next scene where they're like, the Brotherhood leveled an entire street of empty warehouses. And I was like, um, <laughs> no. They were like in the they middle of the people. city. They Whatever. killed people. I don't know. It's hilarious. But anyway, the reason that TV broadcast is happening is because Warren Sr. is watching the news broadcast on the TV. 
Okay, wait, hold on. I love this because he's like, what's happening? And the Brotherhood just crashes the Jeep through the wall. And he's like, oh, shit. And Pietro runs over and grabs him. Yeah, and is like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, you're not going anywhere. He literally goes, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, you're not going anywhere. And it's like, man, Pietro is a big homo. And I really think he just needs to take it up the ass and, like, get it over with. Good God. He also has a fun line where he's like, you've got Kelly's ear, but we want the rest of him. Where is he? I liked that line. I wrote that line down too. And then put in parentheses, Winks touches his crotch. Like <laughs> that was sort of the vibe. And Warren Sr.'s like, uh, I'm not telling you anything. Okay, Pietro then says, on contraire. And I was like, wow, this is so gay. Like he is full Yeah, because on he's homosexual. speaking in French. He's like, au contraire, bitch. You're going to tell us everything. And I mean everything. And then Rogue removes her glove because she's like going to touch Warren Sr.'s face. And then young Warren walks in and he's like, Rogue, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> okay, but honestly, Rogue should really turn around and be like, yeah, but what the fuck is going on with you? Like you are hiding here under your dad who is like trying to actually kill mutants with money literally (laughs) kill us and so then fred quickly picks up young warren and just knocks him out like really fast i was really badass he just picks up and throws him into a wall and then warren gets up and he's like um my name is um i don't know oh my name is like bob but i do marketing marketing. um (laughs) um this because the muppets are amazing and i like i'm going i'm sorry to everyone that's going to be listening to these episodes because i'm on a muppets kick right now and i decided it's time to rewatch like every muppet movie every muppet movie so they're really good i'm going through so then um warren senior is like oh no warren my son who i hate (laughs) and avalanche is like sit still you asshole (laughs) and so then rogue is starting to chicken out a little bit she's like looking at warren who's been passed out and like also warren senior and she's like uh fuck 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 and domino's like we're almost done all we need is kelly's itinerary just quickly put your hand on his head and like get it really quick and then rogue starts reaching towards warren senior who's like recoiling and disgusted her and i think this is part of why rogue starts shaking because she's like this is fucked up you know like he thinks i'm disgusting like everything here is this weird. whole scene is the vibes up. are weird and then I, I, i'm gonna stand here and say like i don't know i kind of feel like the only people who are as right in the scene are the brotherhood yeah no they're not wrong but i i mean domino also sort of forces the issue by she by grabbing rogue's hand and pushing it onto warren senior's face which is interesting it is interesting, and I also feel like it's kind of shitty that she did that it without does, her consent. It does, but, like, I but get it, you know? Like, she, I do they too. needed to fucking get some shit done. <laughs> but, but, like, let's let's carefully review this scene real quick. So, the Brotherhood show up, and they want to stop Senator Kelly, so they go to his main source of money, which yep. is Warren Sr., who hates all mutants and has closeted his son and won't let him leave. And Rogue is like... I don't know if I want to do this. So she doesn't want to like touch him because well, she's just hesitant. Warren Senior is yeah, yeah, but Warren Senior is disgusted by her. But meanwhile, Warren Jr. is there and he's like, Rogue, we can't do this. It's not Xavier's way. Meanwhile, he's living like completely in the closet underneath yep. his dad and yep. like gets knocked out by the brotherhood. And Rogue's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, Jesus, there's like a lot going on here. Yeah, and Domino is basically just like, we need to make a decision and get out of here. So she's just like, like, Domino's like, yeah, how long is it before security shows up here? Because we did drive the van through the wall. So (laughs) anyway. Yeah, so that's that's how that scene ends. Meanwhile, there's another scene here where Logan goes to check on his boyfriend, Hank. Who is in a much nicer 
room now. They have like an actual war room that they've built now, which is nice. I think that has been there all along and Hank just wasn't in there, but maybe it was. And Hank's like, well, now that Logan's here, maybe I should clean and clean it up. I don't know. <laughs> that was how I read it. And also like they're trying to reform the X-Men. So Hank is like, okay, I'm going to like get some right. computers out of storage and like set up a war room. Well, first Logan comes over. He like puts his hand on Hank's shoulder and leans over. He's like, hey, honey, how's it going? And they <laughs> lean real close again. This show makes them extra gay, right? Very, like it's not my imagination. Gay. They keep on like looking at each other and touching each other making eyes. I love it. They're the two dads of the X-Men and like they're about to grab a bunch of kids to be in their weird gay family. I don't know. Maybe straight men act like this. I don't know. This is where I'm going to be like, hey, straight men, uh, (laughs) listeners of our show, uh, can you please let us know if you're straight and a man uh, do you hang out with your guy friends and like gaze into their eyes and like cuddle <laughs> up with them when you're talking? I mean, just let me know. This is also the scene where Logan's like, strike two, Cyclops doesn't want to join the team. And Hank is like, yeah, because you guys were fucking and like <laughs> the whole gene thing happened. So I don't even know why you went over there. Um, and Logan is like, who else have you tracked down? And Beast is like, well, I found Kitty. She moved in with her parents. But when they started getting harassed, she up and disappeared. Also found Peter in Russia, spoke to him, but he refuses to leave his family again. Which makes sense. Well, they were gonna they were gonna lead into magic in the second season, but I they know. didn't. Sad. And then Beast is like, I had high hopes for Bobby, but his parents refused to let me talk to him. So right now the X-Men consist of you and me in a stolen MRT helicopter, which is a very funny line. Then they make eyes each other again. Yeah. And then Warren's like you better scratch that. And War walks in. They're like, oh, you're going to join us? And he's like, no, because daddy won't let me. And if he, if I join the X-Men, he's going to cut me off and try to kill me. However, let's focus on how rogues join the Brotherhood because that's worse than what I'm doing. And I was like, Warren, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Rogue joined the Brotherhood and broke into my house so she could siphon information from my father. And Beast is like, wow, that's actually pretty fucked up. And Logan's like, what were they after? And Warren's like, Senator Kelly's itinerary. They now know everything my father knows and they're going to take down the senator. And by take down, I mean assassinate. And by assassinate, I mean kill. But we can't say this on this television show during the <laughs> time know. slot that it and, airs. Yeah, and Hank and, and Logan are just like, <gasps> really? And I'm like, guys, what are you expecting? I actually thought it was interesting that Beast didn't immediately be like, we should stop them. He instead just is like, what should we do? You know, like he's kind of like, do we want to stop them? Or like, I don't know. And Logan's like, yeah, we have to stop them. And they're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But like, should we? And then like the scene ends. I mean, the answer is no. We need to like let them do what they're going to do. But I don't know if it would make it. I think what they're going to do is a lot more complicated than it first appears. Oh, God, it is really complicated. Well, so the Brotherhood's outside this warehouse and Quicksilver's like, "Uh, are you sure you're not fucking with us? And Rogue's like, listen, sugar. They're holding it here in this old warehouse owned by Warren Sr. And they're like, that's enough to convince us. And I was like, <laughs> luckily, that's actually what's going to happen. And then Pietro turns to the camera and he's like, we're going to kill the shit out of Senator Kelly. And then Rogue looks at the camera slyly where I'm like, oh, is she like going to like, I don't know, uh, abandon them? Betray them? Okay, the thing here is that Rogue, what we're going to find out later is Rogue's just doing a double betrayal across the board. Yeah, very mystique of her. I mean, she did learn from her mom, right? Yeah. So, But we don't know that yet. For the moment, we're like, oh, maybe Rogue is going to betray the Brotherhood. No, now we're going to go to this fucked up scene where it's like, Hank and Logan and Warren are at Bobby's house. Warren's not there. I thought Warren was there. Is he not? It's just the two dads of the X-Men showing up again, being like, hey, can we adopt your son? And Bobby's parents are like, no, you guys nearly got him killed the last time we let him go to that school. I also like how I'm just like, and Warren was here because I really wanted Warren to be there. He's not. I'm sorry. Warren is in the closet again. He's not in this scene. Well, who's not in the closet is Bobby. And Hank's like, he's 18. He can legally decide for himself. And his parents are like, no, and we don't really know 
why they're being like this. And I was, while I was watching the scene, I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I, his parents have a really hard time with him being a mutant and gay. And yeah. they have such a shitty relationship because they do. of that. And they're very conservative. Like, in the comics, legit, they are depicted as conservative. Well, okay, but that's what this ends up sort of being, though, which is kind of fucked up. So Bobby's mom's like, by the way, I called the police on you, and the MRG is going to be here to take you away. And so then she shuts the door. Logan's like, well, we tried it your way, Hank. So he kicks the door open. He's like, get in the car, kid. Bobby smiles so wide. He's like, yay. And like runs out the door like, fuck you. Then he turns to his parents. Logan does and says, your son's a mutant. Deal with it. I'm like, oh, so they were just trying to hide him. They were like literally kidnapping their son and forcing him to not leave the house. Right. Which is like, okay. I'm like, well, there's Bobby's parents. That's the fucking fucked up people that we know. So there we go yeah that is in the comics like unlike warren senior where it's like oh, they kind of exaggerated this for the show and to like prove a point this is just legit like this would happen yeah. like bobby's parents right. are like this so bobby is also wearing huge cargo shorts which is exactly how you dressed i'm just pointing that out um, <laughs> he's also wearing a huge t-shirt it's really funny anyway so he is a child of the 90s and bobby hops in the helicopter and he's like all right the x-men are back and then logan's like well kind of it's just us which is a really funny line because bobby's like oh <laughs> it's like no one's here and then bobby's like what about kitty couldn't you catch her before she left because she's like totally my girlfriend now because i'm like not gay or anything haha <laughs> i, I mean I, the, like... the, the relationship between kitty and bobby and this seems so forced but like in a way that i believe I it, it where i'm like yeah. i feel like they're just trying to cover up how gay they both are so whatever yeah and so logan is like wait you know where she is and bobby's like she told me she's heading to genosha her ship left this morning which god damn kitty like i mean yeah and it cuts to this shot again this is it's a, like a cruise liner on the ocean yeah well i don't know where it's going to near but... far wherever <laughs> you are <laughs> anyway so anyway this is one of those scenes that i was like the animation in the sort of the way that they set up the scenes in this are really brilliant. So Kitty's looking, she's like, she is pulling the Titanic where she's at yep. the edge of the boat and yep. they're just out at sea. We don't see Genosha anywhere. They're just in the middle of the ocean. And she's looking at a little flyer of Genosha and she looks really sad at first. She but does. Then she looks up and she smiles and I'm like, and she looks like she's at peace. Like she breathes. And I'm like, Damn, I love this little bit of animation where she's really sad that she has to leave and go to Genosha, but at the same time, I was like, you know what? It will be nice to live in a place where people won't hate me for being gay. Yeah. And like, I feel like, I think that's a real thing, especially in the queer community where it's like, okay, you have to leave your entire life behind because you found, I don't know, it's like, I'm going to LA. I'm yeah, going, like, San I'm Francisco going to New York City wherever. or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to go live with all the other gays and I'm really sad to leave my family and friends behind and my life behind even though it wasn't great but mm -hmm. it's like what i know yeah and then it's like being like oh but you know what i won't have to worry about this shit on this level anymore and i'll finally find people like me that's that's the vibe yeah and she's also dressed by the way like kitty pride from she finally Evolution. looks normal <laughs> right she doesn't have her pigtails but it turns out her pigtails are part of her uniform because like later she gets them back and i was like okay i just gotta get used to the pigtails i i like i don't know why we're doing the pigtails thing in 2009 but all right yeah but who should show up logan and beast and bobby in, in the a helicopter. helicopter and she's actually so excited to see them she's like you know what the fight wasn't over for me yet also kitty can like fly now she flies on up to the helicopter which i think she just jumped but, i don't know, you know because later on she like phases through the helicopter yeah and but there's like a different episode i think it's like the next episode in which 
Kitty is hanging off of something. She's like, I can't fall or else I'm going to die. So I think she just did a long leap. Yeah. Well, anyway, she leaps into the helicopter and phases through it. And she's like, it's about time. And it's really cute. It's like the gang's back together. Everything's going great. They fly back to the mansion. The basketball court opens up. They land. Oh, my God. I was like, I can't believe we animated the basketball court. What happened to my waterfall? I loved the waterfall. I don't know. The waterfall is gone. We're back to the fucking basketball court. And who should be waiting for them in the war room? But Rogue, right. she is sitting there waiting. And Bobby and Kitty are so excited to see so her. So excited. In a way where it's like, I'm like, this is X-Men Evolution I again know. because Kitty and Rogue are friends on that show. I know. It's really cute and tragic because they're excited. And then Logan puts out his hand and is like, give us a minute. And then Beast walks over to Bobby and Kitty and he's like, uh, let's go see if we can find some uniforms that haven't been scorched or laser burned. And they leave. <laughs> well, that was pretty funny. It was very funny. So then Logan's like, what are you doing here? And Rogue's like, I uh, want to come back. I thought I was the same as them, but I'm not an assassin. And Logan's like, okay, tell us what you know. And Rogue's like, they're going to hit Senator Kelly at the press conference at 12 noon. And by hit, I mean assassinate. And by assassinate, I mean kill. (laughs) (laughs) And Logan's like, okay, that sounds pretty bad. And then we go to the press conference. Right. There's a bunch of police vehicles and MRD tanks and like a thousand military guys with guns jumping out. Right. And then inside, uh, Warren Jr. is talking to Warren Sr., And Warren Jr. is like, why the fuck is this press conference still happening when we know that there's like the Brotherhood trying to kill him? And Warren Sr. is like, he knows it's vital. And Warren Jr. is like, you didn't even tell him about the Brotherhood situation, did you? And Warren Sr. is like, yeah, the MRD can just protect him. And if he's attacked while on national TV, the Registration Act is all but guaranteed, which is very fucked up. It's really fucked up. Warren Jr. points that out and is like, you're using him as bait. That's pretty fucked up. And his dad is just like, shrug. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Senator Kelly starts his speech. I didn't write any of it down, but it's basically being like, mutants are a threat. We need to lock them all up and we have to have them registered. Uh, Let's do some Nazi shit. That's his whole deal. (laughs) But then we get to see Domino setting up a sniper rifle okay this again again the way this shot is set up like we see through the rifle and then we see domino yeah we see through the rifle then we see domino and then it pans out to see that she's actually hanging off of a genosha billboard yep and i was like this is so good whoever like decided whoever did the storyboarding for this is fucking brilliant like so good yeah i mean it's impressive that this show moves so fast and yet it's really clear what's happening in every single scene it's pretty cool right um so pietro is also hanging out on the billboard with her and he's like how's your trigger finger and she's like itching which is just like a fun little one-two punch from them toad is also there he's lookout he sees a helicopter with the (laughs) x-men he actually does spot him but i'm thinking in my head i'm like man who let toad be the lookout (laughs) i know right (laughs) so then he like leaps down he's like nervously laughing he's like we got x-men incoming and pietro's like domino now and then she like hangs off the edge of the billboard to get a good angle and like looks super hot and then shoots a bunch of windows and then also shoots all the lights inside the building. But she doesn't shoot Senator Kelly. Okay, so what she, what she does do, which I thought was really cool, is that she shoots something that shoots like, it's like she's not shooting a bullet or whatever. She's shooting like a laser that knocks out the lights and also because of her luck factor. Yep causes things to like explode and bounce off each other so they like knock out screws from the ceiling and I was like that's really cool. I yeah. thought it was really cool. I love her powers. Like it's just like Oh, if I shoot this gun, it will do like some sort of crazy ass magic trick that is totally insane. And I love it. It's so cool. I love Domino. Domino's the best. This is also a clue if you know Domino's powers, which the average viewer might not. But to me, at least, I was like, she must not really be trying to kill him. 
because if she were, he'd right. be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. So then the X-Copter is flying in and Rogue is like, they've started. And Logan's like, Shadowcat, phase us in. And then Kitty's got her pigtails and she's wearing a little jumper and she looks adorable and like a child, even though she's an adult woman now. And she like phases through the helicopter and like uses her powers to phase it into the building, the helicopter. Pretty badass, honestly. It is pretty badass. Um, And then all these guys with guns see the helicopter coming and they just duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice um bobby ices his way around the room and destroys a bunch of mrds this is a cool fight scene what well, it is it's basically the x-men like fighting the mrds and then it turns out that's exactly what is supposed to happen here which is super fucked up so domino then shoots the x helicopter yep. which causes to to spin out of control and explodes beast does save the mrd guards that it's about to land on and I was like, that, that was very kind of you, considering they wanted you dead two seconds ago. There's this little moment where Warren and Rogue, like, stare at each other dramatically. Well, it's there's an MRD that's about to shoot Rogue straight in the face, and then Warren knocks him out. And he looks at Rogue, and Rogue, like, cries and runs away. And we're like, oh, shit. And doesn't apologize, which, I don't know. Well, I don't know, but it's Warren like, doesn't, like, think anything's weird yet. He's, yep. I mean, I, it's clear that both Warren and Rogue have their own personal fucking issues to work out. So yeah, they do. There's that. Then there's a bunch of people from the news, and they're filming what the fighting that's happening between the X-Men and the MRD. And Logan eventually is like oh shit the brotherhood's not here and i was like oh boy logan (laughs) it's like they just ended up in here fighting against a bunch of mrds although like i mean like the brotherhood there's so much manipulation going on between senator kelly the brotherhood and warren senior to the point that the x-men get set up and framed right yep like technically warren senior was trying to frame the brotherhood but like he'll take the x-men he doesn't really give a shit Okay, but here's here's one of those things where it's like we we love Logan on the show, but even we know he's not necessarily good at tactical leading and like Logan has identified this on the show and it's like one of those moments on the like it's literally said earlier in this episode he's like I'm not a good leader. Like yeah. I I'm good at getting everybody back together and getting them riled up to fight, but like my tactic is jump in without looking at anything at all and start slashing things. And that's what I'm teaching them to do. Yeah. And it's like really another reason why they wanted to get Cyclops there or somebody else who could lead. Ironically, it does not turn out to be Cyclops who ends up leading the X-Men and ends up being Emma Frost, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like it's one of those moments where it's like, yeah, Logan can't lead the team because I hate to say it, but if it were Cyclops or Emma or Magneto or like Kitty, even any of our other you know, standard leaders, they would have thought about this a little bit more first. Yeah. Although in this, I guess Kitty and Bobby are only 18. So like, sure, they're adults, but they're really new at this. So it's not like they're going to be stepping up to the plate per se. So it makes a lot more sense to bring in Emma as the leader later on. Right. Exactly. And so it does work. Uh, So Logan does his favorite thing where he cuts an X into the wall and then (laughs) smashes it open to get them to leave. Yep. And then they're running down an alleyway and Logan's like, do you think maybe we were set up because the brother didn't fucking show up? (laughs) Yeah. And then he's like, they must have used Rogue to get us. Wait, where's Rogue? And I'm like, Logan, oh my God, you can't keep track of anything that's happening. It's so bad. I know. And then Warren Jr. pulls up in a car. He's like, get in. And Logan's like, not without Rogue. She's still in there. And Warren's like, nah, she got out. It's fine. Which is like very suspicious and weird weird and they all get in and like later warren kind of clarifies and is like yeah i guess she's fine but it's like it just felt like a weird scenario where warren was kind of pissed off at rogue anyway so he just kind of like let this happen you know right well first first there's a scene where the x are in the danger room and they're watching this broadcast where because of what happened yeah the president's about to sign the mutant registration in one day yeah which bad damn 
That's really bad. I mean, it is sort of explained, I think either in the next episode or the one after that, why the Brotherhood did that and set it up to push it forward. I well, think it's, it's already kind of explained here. Well, it's not explained why the Mutant Registration Act happens. Well, I know that the Brotherhood are doing this because Magneto has instructed them to, and that's what we're going to find out. And I think the reasoning for that is, like, I don't remember, honestly. So this is just what I'm trying to piece together. Well, it's probably just that Magneto being like, it's going to pass eventually anyway. It may as well just pass because it'll radicalize more people to fight against it. Well, that's, that's literally the point of it. Yeah. So... You know, that's kind of interesting. So then he goes outside, warns, like, on the phone. He turns to, over to Logan. He's like, you know, Rogue's not with the MRDs, so they didn't take her. They didn't kidnap her, so she must have just taken off. And blamed herself. And then Logan's like, yeah, I guess. Then Warren has this line uh, that goes, Logan, what you <laughs> did today is try to save a man who hates you. That's exactly what Charles Xavier would have done. And then I wrote in my notes, Ryan and Maddie vomit everywhere. <laughs> also like, like, like did stop. he do the right thing though because it kind of seems like he fucked up which also is something xavier would have done also he didn't save anybody like, when did there's no point where like logan was like hey i'm gonna go save senator kelly they were too busy fighting the soldiers and senator kelly like left yeah he was fine and also the brotherhood wasn't trying to kill him in the first place this was all just a frame job to get the x-men to show up to save him from nothing i know which is what we're about to see because yep. we go over to the brotherhood's hangout which is like in a dilapidated old mall i think it looks like a mall to me and they just have random furniture in it it's really funny i don't know but they do have domino playing pool and she hits the cue ball into the balls and they all go into the holes with one shot and yep. she blows on the cue stick dramatically which i loved it's fun again they're not telling you what her powers are but they're animating it which is awesome yeah uh then who shows up maddie so then rogue walks in yeah and domino says nice job and that's how we know also because pietro says in one fell swoop you set up the x-men and proved your loyalty to the brotherhood welcome aboard and then rogue smiles and we're like oh fuck i kind of think they could have not had pietro say something there and it would have been obvious enough if domino had just said nice job yeah but they gotta make sure everybody really gets it because this episode's actually kind of complicated it <laughs> like, is and that's the end of the episode what happens i did not expect rogue to end up with the brotherhood at the end of this episode but hey, you know, they're her friends. She knew him in high school. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it's also Rogue and it's she is all over the place in terms of what size she's going to be on or what group she's fighting with. I mean, ultimately, she's almost always with the X-Men, but she does switch around a bunch. It's Rogue. That's mm -hmm. that's kind of her, her deal. And something I love about her and Gambit is because they're both that way. They're both kind of like, honestly... All sides are kind of fucked up. Where do we want to land this week? Like, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, I'm going to give this a five again. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a five out of five X's. And it's going to be like X-Men Evolution, where we're going to feel that way almost every single time, I think. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was extremely good and well written. And I have basically no complaints. I like it. It's a good episode, and I like this television show. I I like how we're slowly, not slowly, very quickly coming on board. I liked this show before. I just don't have the same attachment to it that I did to X-Men the Animated Series or X-Men Evolution just because of my age. Well, we didn't grow up with it. Yeah, I was like 21 when this was out at this point, so it was a different vibe for me. Although I was so busy being distracted by convention shit and all the stuff that we were doing in the cosplay world that I wasn't really paying attention to the real world, which was... Which was TV. Would we call this the real world? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, we were going into that pre-legalization of gay marriage. Like, that's mm -hmm. the fight we were in at that point. It's always been a big fight, but I feel like it has really grown to be a very big fight in the past 
15 years and this is sort of where we're at and what they're pulling from on this show uh what i like about this episode though is that i like how it has all these different complicated storylines that come together we see these people doing shitty things and manipulating each other kind of like how the real world and politics work it's pretty fucked up and it's kind of like a really not not to put it on the nose or you know nail it in the head like we've seen a thousand times but it's chess more or less and like Mm -hmm. who's gonna who's gonna win I mean, all that stuff between like Warren's dad and Senator Kelly trying to set up the Brotherhood and the Brotherhood's trying to set up them and the X-Men at the same time, really complicated and I think hard for a child to understand. And it's, again, the reason why X-Men primarily is great for kids to learn about racism and homophobia and marginalization, but like really complicated. It's I think X-Men is too complicated oftentimes for children because it's so political, you mm-hmm. know? And in this, it's like... This I think this show does this differently from the the previous two cartoons where like the politics were there but they weren't as deep as this one is where we're like no we're spending a lot of time just having conversations about Senator Kelly's campaign yep. and how we're fighting against it and also how one of his richest donors is a huge piece of the puzzle and sort of putting the target on his his back and yeah he has a mutant son but also like he's being criticized in a really direct way by the show that is just like a level of complexity in terms of how power works that I don't really think something like X-Men TAS was always attempting to do. I mean, we certainly gave it the credit where it was due when it would delve into stuff like that, but the show is just, it's more mature. Like it, it reflects an animation industry that is catering to larger age groups, you know, like it, it shows right. how times have changed when it comes to that and just being like, yeah, let's make an animated show. That's more complicated. And that's kind of neat because it means we get to to have a more politically complex version of X-Men. And um, we also are almost up to the time period where Bobby's coming out of the closet in in the comics. I mean, that stuff isn't canon in this show, but it's it's sort of like something that was happening in the real world where media was changing. Pietro's still gay, though. That's definitely. Oh, my God. Pietro is super gay. I still argue a lot of them are gay. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about that, but I think we got to do character spotlight before we get there. Oh, yeah. Let's do a character spotlight. It's been a while. All right. You ready? Who's that X-Men? Who's that X-Force member? Wow. That's pretty specific. Did you know it was going to be Domino? I did. I did. I know. I know. It's because, you know, we have conversations in Slack. Where we're like, mm-hmm. who are you doing this week? Well, it's I Domino. Wanted, I mean, yeah. Talk, tell me about Domino. We're actually, the spotlight today is actually Domino's Pizza. Yay. <laughs> well, let's talk about the <laughs> history of Domino's. Cheesy garlic bread for everybody. Oh, my God. Um, all right. So her real name is Nina Thurman, and she has the power of telekinetic probability manipulation which is actually mostly subconscious. She can't actually control it. Mm-hmm. She just knows it's there and it works in her favor. She also has enhanced reflexes and agility because she is basically like a Weapon X experience, but just not Weapon X. Mm-hmm. So the first time Domino appeared in Marvel Comics, she was not Nina Thurman. It was the imposter, the mutant shapeshifter copycat had assumed her role in X-Force at the time. And we will revisit this point in this like recap, but I want to say that because it's, when we were first intro- introduced to Domino, like the first entire year, it wasn't actually her. It was this other character. So weird. And, you know, it's the Rob Liefeld era. So <laughs> I mean, like, what what can uh, what can we expect? Yeah. Anyway, so Domino was the result of a top secret government breeding program to create the perfect weapon. Domino was the only test subject to survive, but her luck power was deemed a failure for the project. 
Her biological mother broke her out X-23 style and left with her father, Rudolfo, into the Church of the Sacred Heart in Chicago. So there's a lot of X-23 vibes similarities here which we're gonna find out later is for a pretty good reason so domino left the church and became a mercenary her first job was to stop operation jericho which was a remote controlled warbot project she was then assigned to guard dr milo thurman whose analytical ability made him too dangerous for the government to let him be free domino and the doctor fell in love and they got married due to his love for dante's inferno he kept calling domino beatrice now, this is interesting because, like, later on, her mom is also named that. And I'm like, why are we doing this? <laughs> uh, the two separated after a raid on the facility by A members, and Milo thought Domino had been killed. I don't think they've ever really, like, run into each other very frequently since then, which is really weird because she's still carrying his last name. I'm like, yeah. so, like, are they still married? Is he alive? Like, I don't really remember. It's kind of like everyone's just forgotten or writers don't think that's interesting. Yeah, I read, like, three different Wikipedia pages trying to figure it out, and it's like, none of them really clearly told me what happened after that. And I'm like, I think they just haven't revisited it. Maybe we've got a listener who remembers or has happened to read the right comic at the right time where that's answered. Who yeah, knows? I'm just slowly rereading all my X-Men comics again because it's been, it's time. Mm-hmm. But I think this is one of those weird things that may have fallen through the cracks. Sure. Domino helped find the mercenary band known as Six Pack, which introduced her to Cable. The Six Pack were super brutal, and they often shot down entire crowds of people who would get in their way, especially during an assassination. Uh, And during this time, she had her first confrontations with Strife. When Cable became the leader of the New Mutants, Copycat impersonated Domino and joined him as a field leader as they changed New Mutants into X-Force. When it was revealed that the real Domino was actually a prisoner of the supervillain Genesis, the X-Force rejected Copycat and Cable set out to rescue the real Domino. Domino learned of Genesis' destruction of the X-Force base and planned her escape. But Cable later found her in Genesis' Italian home along with the murdered Copycat because, you know... Why are we going to let that bitch die after all the shit she did? Uh, or let her live, sorry. Domino had accidentally been freed by Deadpool, whom she also shot, which was really funny. Mm-hmm. I think Domino just shoots people, and it's kind of, it's just like, okay, that's Domino's deal. Being annoyed with Deadpool is also often Domino's deal, but go on. I know, I love that, though. Also, <laughs> yeah. Domino hangs out with Boom Boom all the time, like, they're besties. It's yep. a good roundup of characters. I've always loved that, like, Boom Boom and Domino are, like, the characters that get along like boom boom like can't really hang out boom boom is all about chaos and domino is all about like controlled chaos i yeah i will i mean it's the cable domino boom boom cannibal shatterstar team up that i've always loved mm-hmm. sam guthrie's the only one who's not chaotic so it's just funny because he's always like placed in with all those characters uh anyway so domino joins x-force and becomes the new leader whenever cables leaves on missions which is frequent because it's fucking cable and he's like gotta go and he like travels through time or whatever Mm -hmm. uh screams at stripe and he's like my brother my copy brother my clone so for some time she was a prisoner of bastion who affected her mentally and physically and a later adventure she was forced to kill her mentally ill ex six-pack member grizzly which is kind of a sad storyline sounds it when the x-force briefly disbanded domino joined the x-corporation working in the hong kong branch domino's partner risk was murdered Uh, And Domino had the X-Men come to investigate this. Together, they discovered John Sublime's third species movement, where he was harvesting bodies from living mutants to create his U-Men. Super fucked up. This is also where they freed Zorn. Domino then went solo and searched for a mother, and she learned that Project Armageddon was still alive. 
This led her to a secret base in Florida where she found a mutant boy named Lazarus who shared the same eye tattoo as her. Lazarus imprisoned Domino for observation. He also turns out to be her half-brother with the ability to control emotions as a result of the Perfect Weapon program. Interesting, by Pretty the way. Cool. Those two power sets, very unique. A fantastical group of quasi-priests known as the Armagesuits were against the project and showed up to kill Lazarus, and Domino discovers that her mother is leading this group, and she's forced to shoot her to save Lazarus's life. Domino brings Lazarus back to the church. She was raised in for sanctuary, although later her mother did come back and abduct Lazarus. So that's super fucked up. Mm -hmm. Domino was then employed by S.H.I.E.L.D. as a member of the new six pack, but quickly defected to Cable's side where they attacked him. And she helped Cable and Deadpool defeat the six pack. I I feel like Domino and Cable are just star-crossed lovers. Like that's just (laughs) their whole situation. Domino then follows Deadpool where she assassinates the country's dictator oh god rumekistan sure it's r-u-m-e-k-i-s-t-a-n i don't know rumekistan rumekistan maybe uh but she assassinates the country's dictators flag smasher which is really interesting because the flag smasher and the mcu was killed by sharon carter and Mm -hmm. not domino well they don't have a domino to kill (laughs) flag smasher with not yet yeah but it could be mystique uh, she then finds out that it was part of a plan to install Cable as the leader of the nation. And after a conversation with the Citizen Five, Domino attempts to kill Cable, believing that he will lead them into ruin. During the Civil War storyline, Domino, Shadowstar, and Caliban lead an attack on the Xavier Institute and broke out more than half of the 198 remaining mutants after No More Mutants, bringing tension between the 198 and 1 to a head. Uh, Domino then allies back with Cable and Providence until a fight with Hecatomb causes the island to sink into the ocean where Cable is presumed dead. There's so many times where people think Cable's dead. And every time I'm like, why are we doing this? We all know that he's never dead. It's Cable. He fucking time travels. Yeah. And teleports around. He just body slides around like it's no big deal. (laughs) Uh, Domino (laughs) is then recruited by Madame Hydra to track down the Punisher, who turns out to be a fake Punisher. And only Domino is the one who believes that the real Frank Castle is innocent. Uh, Domino then finds Wolverine and the X-Force in Tokyo and joins them in trying to capture the Vanisher. Domino stops Spiral, Chimera, and Lady Deathstrike from digging up Quanin's body and fights them, but the women escape with the body anyway. And during that whole time, Domino manages to replace Jean Grey's body before the Red Queen can take to it as a host. Mm-hmm. That's That was during the whole Sisterhood of Mutants thing. Uh, Domino then joins the Uncanny X-Force where she spends a good amount of time fucking Wolverine. Um, good stuff. At one point, Domino and Wolverine go on a mission to resolve a situation from Domino's past. And this was written by Christopher Yost, who also invented X-23. And worked on this very show. Yeah. And was clearly a Domino fan. Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly. And also, I think that's why her background is so similar. I mean, I know some of it was written before he had taken it over. But, you know, he clearly went back to write more of it and Mm -hmm. he's got it he's got a thing for i don't know women who are raised as like experiments breaking free and then killing men that seems to be his deal (laughs) i'm down i like it yeah domino is then the first person to discover red hulk's true identity is marked for death and when they all show up to kill her she's just casually in the bar with other members of x-force where she reveals that domino was a name that her husband dr thurman had given her uh before they all fight Domino then was a regular member of Storm's security team tasked with safeguarding Utopia. Great. After Avengers versus X-Men, Domino leaves Utopia and joins Cable's new X-Force group where she spends a good amount of time fucking Colossus. 
Also, that was a great run. I talked about it on here before, but I love that uh, X-Force run. That's like they're reuniting. And I think Phantom X is on the team. It's really fun. Mm -hmm. Domino is then a target for the new Weapon X program and works with Old Man Logan to stop them. I hate the Old Man Logan era. I'm so glad he's gone. Okay, wait. This is a note for Maddie, but Domino starred in her own incredibly amazing solo series, which I did read, written by Gail Simone. What? And uh, a follow-up series called Domino Hot Shots. There's two different series, and it's where Domino leads an all-female team, and I wrote... And I feel like I remember you telling me about this at the time, being like, you have to read this. I probably do. I, do. I mean, I've been saying that every single time I read a comic book, but... <laughs> And sometimes I read them, you know? And she does. Well, you're finally reading Jonathan Hickman stuff, so that's good. Well, I had already read some of it. I'm just finishing reading it, but yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I made a note here that says, Maddie, read these, you big gay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) On Krakoa, Xavier asks Domino to investigate a series of shell companies with financial ties to anti-mutant politicians and businesses. And this led Domino to Seoul, where she infiltrated a secret meeting where she was overpowered and put into stasis and partially flayed like they were like ripping off her skin Ugh. the humans were taking skin grafts from her to bypass Krakoa's defenses she is rescued by Wolverine and Kid Omega where she is then made part of the Black Ops team X-Force and she remains like half flayed for a while in Krakoa until one of her missions where she finds like a train full of like failed versions of herself like failed clones and experiments and during that, she, like, fights everybody and then dies and then is resurrected in Krakoa, like, fully, like, reskinned and normal. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's really chipper and Sage goes over to her. This is actually a good scene where, like, Sage is like, you seem really happy. She's like, yeah, Krakoa, like, when they regrow us and let us come back into a new body, we don't have all that pain. And it just kind of goes away and everything's great. And Sage is like, something's very wrong here. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, as we all know, Zazie Beats plays Domino in Deadpool 2, which we'll eventually review on this show. Mm-hmm. There's also a ebook you can buy called Domino Strays, and it's a little novel you can read. Oh. There's a whole bunch of them. There was a bunch of them they did on different female characters. Like, there's one on Rogue also, so if you're looking for some reading material, check it out. That's cool. I think Domino has gotten more and more popular over the years. So I would say that's true. I feel like more people now know who she is because of Deadpool 2. But also, I feel like people liked her on this show. I feel like I remember that being a thing. Like, I remember seeing Domino cosplays. And... Yeah, she's really interesting and I like her. Yeah, X-Force is also cool. Like, I remember people liking those comics, even during some of the more controversial times where everybody was like mad at Hope and being like, I don't like X-Men anymore. Like, people were still reading comics anyway and domino was still cool i mean x-men versus avengers was kind of dumb but like i enjoy hope's concept and her character so she could stick around i like hope. i remember reading some domino stuff during that time that i like but just x-force stuff i mean you gotta find those gail simone comics because that's Apparently right up your I alley do. i'm gonna check it out and of course anything that gail simone writes is also kind of gay so be prepared for that is that is that our transition into who's gay because we got plenty to say here sure <laughs> to senator kelly and warren senior uh, oh my god okay sure no okay I no we're not giving they don't they don't deserve any awards they the only award they get is the shittiest person alive award 
Yeah, they both are warring for that every episode. I feel like um, Warren Jr. and Logan kind of acted like they had a past together during that one little scene where they like weren't willing to speak to each other. Same goes for Logan and Scott, where I'm just like, Logan, why are you so bitchy towards every male character? (laughs) I like how it's just like, this show is Logan and every single ex he could possibly have, both villain and part of the X-Men. So that's fun, but it does, it is kind of nice that Logan and Beast are still a thing and that they love each other very much and that Hank is supporting Logan recovering from his stupid bullshit. And Warren's just like... Hey Logan and Logan's hey Warren and they like mm-hmm. bitchily glare at each other. Yep. I love that Logan also fucked Scott. Like whatever's going on between Gene and Scott and Logan was clearly a threesome. Yeah. That- went awry a threesome gone wrong point. for sure it was probably like in the middle of the threesome like logan suddenly had a weapon x flashback and <laughs> yelled and scott was like oh this again and then Gene's like what do you mean this again you big bitch and it's like whatever uh so are we gonna do a shout out to rogue and domino yeah i'll take it rogue and domino i feel like domino is definitely like introducing rogue to some leftist political principles that she had never previously considered and they're probably getting it on just saying yeah uh so I'm glad that worked out for Rogue, even though it's kind of sad that like Kitty clearly was really excited to see her again because Kitty's currently dating a gay man who doesn't want to touch her. <laughs> I mean, Rogue can't touch her anyway, but yeah. Kitty's used to that. You know, Kitty just thinks that's normal because <laughs> she was with Rogue hey, Oh before. my God, poor Kitty. I know. Can you imagine like Kitty and Bobby being like, we're definitely dating. Oops, I put my hand through Kitty and Kitty's like, sometimes I phase by accident. Like when you try to reach for me. <laughs> And then she's like, I'm going to put my arm around Bobby. And Bobby's like, whoops, I turned to ice for some reason. (laughs) It's definitely not because I'm cold at the very idea of you touching me. Oh, my God. (laughs) These queers. Get them out of the closet. Okay. Also, did we mention Pietro yet? Because Pietro is also gay. Pietro is just gay. Like, incredible. Also, Toad and Fred are still dating. I'm just saying. Yeah, they are. Everyone is gay. Everyone is gay on this show. This show remembered that the X-Men are gay. Every X-Men show is just gay. Sorry, everyone. If you if you think the X-Men aren't gay, you're just wrong. You are. You are just wrong. And I'm really glad this show is sticking with that. Um, thanks, Christopher Yost. Thanks, showrunners, for basically yeah. keeping everything exactly the same, except for Avalanche now being a completely different character. That's about it, though. Everything else, still the same. I mean, now he's just this comic book. It really... Okay. They just kind of updated him to be his comic book version. Like, we, yeah. we need to just pretend that the previous Avalanche was just Richter the entire time or whatever his name is. Richter? Yeah, well, that's that's no, that's that, it's Richter. I just pretended it was Richter like before he came out of the closet. I mean, it doesn't quite work, but like it's basically just a different character. Right. And uh, sure. Well, I think it's time we leave the show. We've been here for a little while. <laughs> we, uh, we when we get been. to the part where we can no longer determine what an X-Men character's name is because some of them have too many, it's time to leave. It is. It sure is. Uh, so next week, we're going to watch Hindsight Part 3, of course. We're, this is pretty obvious. We're just watching the episodes in order. Whoo, boy. I need to start writing my character notes now because it's going to take a long time. Wait, why? Who's the spotlight? Oh, I guess we aren't going to reveal. Well, you can you can guess. Uh, don't you know? No, I I didn't read who's in the what, next episode. What so characters I don't, I don't left know. that we haven't reviewed that would have a giant background that we love? Oh, I know who it is. Okay. Great. Is it? It begins with an E and and ends an with F. An a <laughs> and has two M's in the middle. <laughs> okay, great. Like <laughs> Ryan, I figured out who it was. <laughs> The last name rhymes with... Cost. Frost. 
Oh my god, why are you so bad at this? Oh my god. I, I like how you came up with something and I just rhymed it with the actual word. Yeah, right. well it does rhyme with that, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> mutantages.com, themutantages.com, sciencescene.net. These are all places you can go to find our contact information, which is themutantages at gmail.com. Send us, send us an email like, so, and join the Discord. There was like a pause where Maddie was like, what is our contact information? <laughs> well, because it was loading. Um, we also have a Discord server you can join, and we have a voicemail inbox, which is 1-508-319-1668. And of course, we also have a P.O. box, which is P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts, 01760. You can send us physical mail. You can send Ryan a Knuckles toy because that's one of the other things he's been collecting. <laughs> oh my God. Do the listeners even know the background? I mean, besides what's the fact the, that I... Ryan, what's the background? There's no background. No, you just I mean, like I mean besides the fact that I like Knuckles, but that on Warcraft Valley, Knuckles keeps showing up in those old stories we wrote and Katie's like, Jesus Christ, why is Knuckles here again? And now it's become to a point where I keep sending pictures of Knuckles to Katie, like posing around the house. Yeah, so, just for fun. Like pictures of, you know, Knuckles, Ryan's real life friend posing around the I, house. I've got like a little cutout, like a tiny little cutout on a piece of tape of Knuckles that I plan on sneaking into Katie's house, just putting on her TV at some point and then leaving. Wow. So you guys have a great friendship. Um, check out the <laughs> Warcraft Valley podcast if you if you want to hear fan fiction about uh, Knuckles. And semi-Knuckles toys. Yeah. Um, also, we're on every social media, which is another way you can contact us. We're the Mutant Ages on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, Instagram Tumblr, Tumblr, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. You name it, we're on there. And we're individually on there. I'm at Mitty Myers. How about you? I am at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. I'm also Ryan Pagella on Twitch where we've been playing Kingdom Hearts with our listeners and it's been really wonderful. Mm-hmm. And also Dead by Daylight with David Kane, my main, who is now also gay. So that's great. Yep. I'm also on YouTube at Ryan Pagella where you can find my theme park and adventure videos, lots of Disney stuff going up right now. But you know what's even also on YouTube? The Mutant Ages. And at the Mutant Ages, you can see all sorts of fun videos like us doing live streams of us reading all the X-Men scripts that were never produced or taking clips from this show and matching it up with the cartoons or the movies. Sometimes Maddie and I decide to do full-on parodies. And you could also go over there and see our old movies that we made in high school, like Demon and D2, which I reference all the time on this show. Like for some reason, as a, as if some of us have not moved on from 2003. Yeah, it's almost like Ryan really wants to make D3 uh, and he just keeps bringing it up. Sometimes you bring it up. I, I, You know, it's mostly you. But either way, if we were to ever do something like that, we would need some sort of support, I would say. Some sort of financial support. That's probably support. true. <laughs> and one way that you could give oh, us that. Oh, I thought that, you like some sort of like, you know, like emotional, emotional support. support. Oh, we need that yeah. as well. I mean, like join right. the discord for that. But but also you could check out our store for the mutant ages where we sell T-shirts and tote bags and all kinds of stuff with the logo on it. And also Bishop popping out of the bushes saying time travel is real. It and is. you can go to patreon.com slash the mutant ages to hear uh, bonus episodes if you back us at that level or get copies of our soundtracks or really any number of other wonderful things uh, where we recorded a episode about spider-man movies before this and beetlejuice uh so hopefully that'll be on the patreon soon also we talked about beetlejuice and we have so many other bonus episodes that you can go back and listen to of us talking about all kinds of movies and tv shows that we enjoy and uh yeah our highest tier patreon supporters that's Remember right those folks 
we give them a shout out on the show. Hey, Samuel B, Soren B, <laughs> Zach Ass, come join us in the Brotherhood because we're going to go the extreme route of actually taking out Senator Kelly. Is this Kelly. Domino? I'm Domino, and I have big titties, <laughs> and I am just ready to get it on with Rogue. Oh, my God. Come on. We're having a good time. I'll show you the way. She's going to hang off the side of a billboard sexually. I never miss. And yeah. Pew, pew. Is that what Domino's voice sounds like? Kind I of. Know. I got it. I got it after a second. I was like, yeah. She does have a pretty sexy voice. I'm not going to lie. You know, next week with Emma showing up. Oh my God. I might make you do the shout outs in the Emma Frost voice because I can't compare to you. I'm going to have to try to imitate the version of Emma on this show, I guess. I mean, you could just do the one you did in... The Kineticon shows we did. What was it? Right. My like fake British accent that I did for her because she's got a fake British accent. What was that show called? What was it like? The Weakest Link. The Weakest Link. Oh, that was such a good idea, though, for Emma Frost. To host The Weakest Link. Yeah, I did and do just that. just constantly be like, I'm sorry, but you're The Weakest Link, but I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> it was fun. I got to trash talk a bunch of cosplay people. Anyway, um, if you can't support the show financially, we get it. We've been there. But hey, please leave a review. Leave us a five star. But if you, if you deign to leave us a review, one can only hope it would be a five star. They're all five stars. One can only hope they are. And uh, consider sharing the show on your personal social media as well, because that's how people find the show. Does anybody have the mutant power of a five star? I don't know. I don't know. We did just hear about a six pack, which is just a really funny name for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get into yeah, it during which, the spotlight, but like, it's are you pretty in the six funny flag? that that's the name I just of said, a thing. Okay, I just said six flags instead of six pack. Wow. Okay. Six flags is the name of Ryan's mutant Yeah, that would be it. Honestly, let's be real. Anyway. Who are the six flags? I don't know, you and five people I don't know that you go to theme parks with. <laughs> I can't participate in this. Okay, whatever. Uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time for the introduction of Emma Frost. Fucking Frost. The Mutant Agent.